So you're probably asking yourself, how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable? You know that marketing should probably be in the mix, but you may not know the best approach, the newest strategies, or which digital platforms to market on. So how do you use marketing to grow your effort business today? That is a question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Javier Lozano Jr., and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode. And today's episode is something that I learned uh, reading a book, um, actually a few different books. It's called The Dream 100. And The Dream 100, I'm going to put this, my screen off to the side a little bit more so I can take a look at it better. So sorry if you can't hear me too well at the second. But um, The Dream 100 is, it's a really neat concept that uh, makes it I'm not going to say easy, but makes your focus towards, how can I say this? Your focus towards achieving some of your goals um, a little bit easier, um, a little a little bit easier. And so a Dream 100 is is, is just a, a really neat way of saying, okay, hey, you know, we want to be able to infiltrate this industry or we want to infiltrate this market or we want to um, capture the attention of these influencers, that sort of stuff. And so instead of taking like a, a shotgun approach, what you do is you create a Dream 100 and you really put an attention onto this. So um, I, I first learned about the Dream 100 when I was reading a couple of different books. One of them was called Expert Secrets. I read that one first. Um, by Russell Brunson, and then the other one was Dot Com Secrets, excuse me, and then um, which is also written by Russell Brunson, but he learned those concepts through another book called The Ultimate Sales Machine, and that book was written by a guy named Chet Holmes, and this whole concept was essentially derived by him, and so I don't want to say he invented it. And like no one's ever did it, but the Dream 100 essentially was kind of like created by Chet Holmes, um, where he was trying to create marketing strategies for a sales organization, um, selling ad space for a um, for a magazine company. And he used to work for one of Warren Buffett's companies. I forget what it's called. Anyways. It was like Warren Buffett and who's his other partner? I forget. I can't remember. So anyways, Russell Brunson learned this concept from um, the Ultimate Sales Machine. If you've not read the Ultimate Sales Machine, read that book. Amazing book. Um, great for sales, obviously. But there's a lot of marketing tactics in there that are just stellar. Um, Expert Secrets expands on that. And so does Dotcom Secrets. They expand on the Dream 100 how it works and how to use it. And it's also talked about a little bit more in traffic secrets as well too. And so the concept basically is, is that um, you, let's say that, uh, let's take my podcast for instance, okay? So my podcast is targeting facility industries, all right? Or I'm sorry, facility services, um, like facility service companies, um, IFMs, uh, facility maintenance companies, like that sort of stuff, right? And so I basically, you know, right now, I'm, I don't have a Dream 100 that I've created, and I'm doing this for a reason. There's, there's thought behind all this. But um, what, you know, if I wanted to grow this podcast, 
what I would do is I would then say, okay, let me make a list of the top 100 facility service providers in the United States. And I'm going to find all the executives for each one, CEO, VPs. Um, I doubt there's CMOs, but whoever is a high level CMO or whoever is a high level marketing leader. Um, so I would create a list. So like ABC facility services, you know, it'd be like two or three people and then XYZ facility maintenance and then be like one person. And then, and so I would, I'd, I'd create a list of all these people. And so then what I would do is I would find out where these people hang out and not necessarily like hang out at a bar, but I'm talking about what events do they go to? What magazines do they read? Uh, I would find them on LinkedIn because they're probably active on LinkedIn. I would connect with them. I would contribute to any kind of content or I would contribute to any kind of comments to the, any kind of posts that they have. Um, I wouldn't pitch them in anything. Nothing. I would just basically get into their world. I would infiltrate their world. And then from there, I would then invite them to my podcast and interview them and ask them questions about running a facility service company and ask them about marketing and what kind of services or what kind of you know marketing tactics and strategies they use to, to grow their business. And if they don't, dun, 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 they could use us, you know, so so that would be one way of doing it. And on, like how I would probably consider doing it. And and you might be asking yourself, well, Javier, why aren't you doing what you just told us that you would do? And there's a reason behind that. Um, I'm using this platform to to establish myself. I'm using this this podcast to really set me up so that I have 100 podcast episodes by next year in January of 2023. And then whenever I go start reaching out to some of these leaders and say, hey, love to interview for a podcast interview or for a podcast. And this is about this. Oh, I've heard about your podcast. And it's an easier conversation. You see what I'm saying? So when you have, you know, you know, content out there already and people are like, oh, this is really good or, or I've heard about you or, oh, yeah, you're one of the authorities in this space, like things get a little bit easier. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do. So going back to the stream 100 though, is that's what I would, I would basically make a list of all these top execs and it doesn't have to be 100 people. It could literally be like 79 or 123. And then I would find ways to basically enter their world and, and I would contribute to them. I wouldn't ask for anything. I wouldn't ask for a sale. I wouldn't ask for them to vouch for me or anything. Like I, I would literally just give, give, give as much as I could possibly. And then what happens is that when you start doing that, after several months of giving, and in, when I say give, you don't have to give services. You, you, you give value. Okay, so value can be in different ways. Value can be, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you onto my podcast because I think you would be able to add, you know, some cool stuff. Uh, about X. And then they'd be like, oh, cool. I'd love that. Value could be, um, hey, I saw that uh, you posted about this and I think it was a great topic. Let me tell you what I would probably do in your situation. And then that would happen there. So th those are different ways on how you would handle it, you know? And so, so I guess where I'm getting to is, is that I would create this list and I would find ways to just kind of See how I can give back to these people. 
Okay, and eventually, six months, 12 months from now, I would then go and ask for something. Not necessarily mon- money, obviously, but I would ask, hey, hey you know, um, you know, I feel like we've, we've created a great relationship. We've been hanging out a lot. Uh, we've been talking a lot on, 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 you know, I've interviewed a couple times on the podcast. Uh, you know, you contribute to my content on, on social media. I contribute to yours. We see each other at, at uh, conferences. Um, you know, I feel like we're, 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 you know, we're creating a friendship. And I was curious if you'd be interested in X. Do you see how that was kind of set up? And so what you do is you find ways on how to provide something that's valuable to them. And then you 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 invite them for, for, for a stuff. So this is exactly what I did when I worked at CMI Mechanical. So as I'm you know telling you all this, I'm like, man, this is what I did at CMI. So when I started my podcast at CMI Mechanical, I started interviewing FMs. And it wasn't really going that easy because FMs are always busy. So then I started in interviewing like execs and like C-suite people and VPs at like Connects and um, what are, Boss Facilities, um, Carigo, like all these you know senior level people. So I started interviewing all these folks, and basically, what would happen is is that they would be excited about being on the podcast show. And then they would then, you know, uh, say, hey, I really appreciate it. Then I would go to the Connects Forum. I don't even know if that thing exists anymore. But in, 19, in 2019 uh, and 2020 as well, too, there was a forum that existed. It was like an internal, you know, channel. And I would post, um, like, hey, I just posted this new podcast. Uh, I interviewed so-and-so. And here's, you know, part one of the episode. And then I would, you know, show it and, and, and let people download it. And then like on Tuesday, part two would be coming out. And so I would make sure I gave credit to so-and-so and I would sell it really well. And then I would post that content on LinkedIn and share it to my network. And then those people would then share it as well, too. And so I would have like a little clip video of like our converse, of our you know conversation. I would do all sorts of cool stuff. And then I would give it to, um, to, to whoever I interviewed. And so they were so excited. They're like, this is so cool, Javier. Um, I want to, you know, I want to try to help you out. So they would call us, I don't know, a few weeks later and be like, hey, you know, what coverage do you have for HVAC? And I'm like, oh, we, we, we cover the entire nation. Okay, cool. We're having issues in this area. Do you have good coverage there? Oh, you know what? Let me go talk to my team. So I go talk to the team. They're like, oh, yeah, we got, we got that place nailed. And it's like, okay, we're going to give you like a few stores and you're going to cover us and, and you charge whatever you want and we'll just pass the cost over to the customer. We won't make a profit out of this because it's a service that we don't really do well in. I got free business. I didn't even ask. He just gave it to me. You see what's going on? And so what I did to make that happen is I started just kind of following all these top tier people that were in the facilities world. And I started seeing who the leaders were, who the uh, the big dogs were, who were the ones that people were um, the most not interested in, but the most um, sought after. And I just made connections, and it opened up a lot of opportunity. And so that's how the Dream One Hundred works. It's really simple, you know. So you you want to find where these people congregate, like Prism. I'm sorry, Prism. RIFMA, Prism is an old org, uh, RIFMA connects, 
IFMA, BOMA, all these organizations have some sort of event, right? Go to those events, connect with those people, rub elbows with them, you know, um, start talking to them, that sort of stuff. And then start finding podcasts that these people could be possibly be on and start, um, you know, those podcasts that you, that you'd be looking at, start looking, you know, to see if they've been interviewed in any other podcasts or if they've been in any kind of magazines or, you know, anything like that, or if they've contributed on blogs and start finding that kind of stuff and then, you know, enter their world without an ask, just provide value. And so you'll just simply do is like just comment on their posts on LinkedIn or Facebook, wherever they hang out and just contribute to their lives. Bring them to your podcast, as I mentioned before, offer to do some work for them for free. So if, you know, you want is, is maybe say, hey, hey, you know what? I want to you know cover this this region um, and do like three stores as a trial and see how we do. And if we do well, we'll absorb the cost. And then this is what we typically would charge. It's one way of doing it. And so it's a really cool story. Um, this guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, if you don't know him, he's a really, he's a top dog uh, marketer. <clears throat> I don't know why I'm out of breath. <sighs> All right. He's like a top dog marketer. And so he basically, um, sorry, if you hear that, my wife's doing dishes and I probably should have helped her, but I got to get some of these podcasts pumped out. And so um, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk uh, was, you know, big name and he was already big by, you know, back then. But this guy named D-Rock essentially said, hey, Gary, I do video and I would love to follow you around and video you just doing whatever and just record and document what you're doing. And I will do it for free and I'll edit it and I will then give you the content. And then Gary's like, done and done. And I'm not saying do everything for free, but there's a long play in all of this as well too. So D-Rock basically did it for like, I don't know, a week, a month, something, whatever that duration was. And then delivered the assets um, to to Gary V. And then Gary was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Uh, we're bringing you on staff. And so basically all D-Rock does is walks around with a camera. He's hiding behind a camera and just films Gary everywhere, everywhere, okay? Uh, and so this is why he has so much video content everywhere because of D-Rock, but D-Rock gave something of value that was important to Gary. And Gary was like, yeah, I do need that. I see the value behind video and how it's gonna change the game. And you documenting my life, if you essentially, would be huge. So, you know, the, the idea is that you, you contribute in ways that that person might not have something and then they and then it helps them and then they're going to want to to help you out like i've done this before in different ways i mean we do that we did this for my martial arts studio um you know we give like a special trial offer let people try out our program and then they would sign up you know like these things are just so easy to do but some people try to go in there like it's like it's like everyone that dms me and then they try to pitch me immediately. They're just like, hey, have you ever wondered about this? No, I've not. Never wondered about that. Like, why are you pitching me now? Like, you don't even know what my problems are. And so they're like, oh, have you been looking for this? No, I haven't been looking for that. 
Or, hey, do you need someone to promote your podcast? Actually, I don't. I just want to, you know, grow this podcast organically. I appreciate it, though. Like, it, it's, it's these people are pitching and trying to get me to do things, and they're not even giving me any value. And so that's the part that you want to kind of think about. And so, um, you know, it's, it's a one to two year short plan for smaller type people. You know, so if, if you have a list of your dream 100 and you're, you're going and, you know, and you might have levels like this person is like pretty, you know, it, it's a top dog, but I, I'm going to commit one to two years to trying to get into their world and, 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 and then get them into my world. And so that's great. You know, there's, there's tears to this. And then you might have like a, like a person like, um, Tony Robbins, for instance, and I'll tell you a story about this one in a second which might take you 10 years to infiltrate his world. And he might be on your dream 100, but you just know that you have to contribute so much value to Tony before you can go in there with an ask. And so this is what I'm talking about. So like Russell Brunson, you'll notice if you listen to this podcast, I refer to Russell a lot because I feel like I relate to him quite a bit. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I'm a marketer. He's a marketer. He's an entrepreneur. Uh, He did wrestling. I did martial arts. Um, he was very good at wrestling. I was very good at martial arts. Like we had a, a lot of similarities or we have a lot of similarities. So anyways, Tony Robbins was on Russell's dream 100 list and he knew that he couldn't just go to Tony and be like, Hey Tony, I've got this really cool software. Do you want to use it? He had to buy himself into that space. And you're like, well, what's the point of a dream 100? Tony is in a different level. I, it was Russell and then it was Tony. Okay. And so what did Russell do? He started joining his organization, his, his group, like UPW, or I think it's like, I forget, I think it was, or UW, UPW, whatever that group is called. Um, he would go to the conferences. He would go to the masterminds. He would participate in all the events. And then as Tony got to kind of see who he was, he then started running ads, targeting people that loved Tony that were like, you know, that were fans of Tony. He would target ads to Tony people. And so obviously Tony would see an ad with Russell and he would see that and like, interesting. And then eventually Russell approached him and said, Hey, we're having a conference. It's called Funnel Hacking Live. And I would love for you to, to be my, um, to be my keynote speaker. So what did Tony say? Yeah, this is my price. Russell paid it. He did that for several years. And he contributed to Tony's life in all different ways. Tony would be like, hey, we need a funnel to sell this book. What do you charge? Oh, I, I, for you, it's it's nothing. Your money's not good for me. And Russ, and Tony was like, no, no. Like, I know you charge. No, Tony, I'll take care of it. I will design your funnel for you. That's how it was. And Russell did that for like a decade until Tony basically became like a friend of Russell's. And it wasn't until just recently where Russell goes up to Tony and says, hey, um, Dave Woodward, our CEO, has cancer. He has brain cancer and potentially die. Do you know somebody? What did Tony do? Yes. Pulls out his phone, calls the exact doctor who he talked to. And I think later that week, Dave goes to that doctor 
you can argue that doctor basically saved Dave. But that ask was not there until Russell contributed so much into Tony's life that Tony was like, yeah, whatever I can do to help you because you've done so much. That is the purpose of a Dream 100. Is that like, it's it's not to make money. It's to infiltrate someone's life with so much value that they want to help you in return no matter what it takes. And if you do that, oh my goodness, you, you're going to crush it. And so you just kind of structure your Dream 100 and be like, okay, you know, these 100 people, like 25 people are going to be, you know, are these 25 people are like my one to two years. Like they're like maybe one or two levels above me. These next 50 people are like three to four levels above me. These next few people are like, there are several levels above me and I might have to contribute a good solid 10 years into their life. And you start doing that and you work that list and you find out where they are and you break it up. Like, all right, these, this group, these guys are mostly on podcasts. So I'll start following all their podcast episodes and, and listen to their episodes. And then when I see the podcast publish, I'll be the first one to comment or I'll, you know, you know, send them a DM and be like, Hey, just want to let you know, I love listen to your podcast about this. I love this section that you talked about this, this, and this. Um, really, really amazing, you know, it's great stuff or just make a post and then tag them about that. You do that. Or if you know that they read certain blogs or certain magazines, same concept, and you just continue to do this kind of stuff. And eventually you, you will, it will work. And so that's kind of the, the, the approach of the dream 100. It's a, it's like a marketing approach with a sales twist and it's it it works it can work flawlessly it's amazing so if executed well uh you can grow your business pretty quickly because really all you need is like because sometimes these people all hang out with each other too you know they they they'll start talking to each other oh did you hear about what Javier did with me oh yeah I did see that tell me more about that oh man oh my gosh Javier did this this and this oh I need to get in touch with Javier do you have his phone number do you have his email address do you see what's going on. That's kind of how it just kind of unfolds. And so that's 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 the Dream 100, man. It's it's pretty straightforward, pretty simple, but super powerful. So if you thought this was valuable, I hope you appreciate it. But this is how you're going to use it for facility services. You just got to be creative on how to model that strategy for your business. Don't be like, well, it doesn't work for me. It does. You just got to think outside the box. Okay. So anyways, I mean, like I, I just told you how I'm going to make it work for me. I'm not even focusing on a Dream 100 right now. I'm focusing on producing so much content that when I approach my Dream 100, they'll be like, oh, I've heard of you. Oh, oh, I've I've listened to a few of your episodes. Your stuff is pretty legit. Yes, I want to talk to you. You, you know, that's, that's the approach. All right. Um, oh, yeah. And we're going to use this same strategy for um, our ABM strategy. So account-based marketing. And I'll talk about that some other time. But um, we have some key accounts that we're gonna be going after. Um, key accounts is like fleets and dealerships. And we have a strategy and how we're gonna go after them. Actually, let me rephrase that. We don't have a 100% strategy yet. I'll be creating a strategy for that. But the Dream 100 will be a part of that. Okay, so when I get to that point, I'll tell you the story and I'll tell you how we're executing it. And it's gonna work. I just know it.
All right. So if you found this um, podcast amazing, three things, uh, leave me your five-star review, please, uh, on Spotify or Apple uh, podcast. Um, connect to me on LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash in slash Javier Lozano Jr. And share this podcast with everybody else. So other than that, have a great evening. All right, guys. Thanks for taking a listen to our facility management marketing podcast secrets. Uh, this is your host, Javier Lozano Jr. One other ask I've got for you guys is, is to subscribe to our email list. You can go to bouldermediasolutions.com slash email. And that way you can get updates on some marketing trends that I'm seeing, uh, some strategies that I'm executing. And more importantly, I'll be actually launching some webinars and training that's going to help your company use marketing strategies to essentially grow your business. Uh, we'll be doing some training, uh, offering some courses, that sort of stuff. So you can always unsubscribe to that email list. It's no big deal. It's not going to hurt my feelings. This is more for facility managers, I'm sorry, facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a great one.